Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast, the incremental anti-diet solution for effective permanent weight loss. Primal Potential is committed to helping you overcome emotional eating, hormonal imbalances, unhealthy habits, and your dieting mindset through education and inspiration. We don't just talk about what you should eat and what you should avoid. We talk strategy. Primal Potential is bridging the gap between knowing and doing. Each episode will leave you with concrete tips for making positive changes that make a difference. Primal Potential is here to help you lose weight, get healthy, and master fat loss naturally. Good morning, guys. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am just so appreciative for all of the enthusiasm and feedback from you guys on this podcast. I'm having so much fun with it, and it's really helpful to hear from you what kind of topics you want me to cover and what kind of questions you want me to answer. So definitely, definitely keep that feedback coming. I really love it, and I'm just so grateful and appreciative for all of your support. The thing that makes the Primal Potential podcast different from so many other health and fitness podcasts out there is that we really try to stay consistent with this format that gives you practical solutions that you can implement today. The good thing is that these strategies are also ones that you can carry with you for the rest of your life. They're not just things that work for a short time. There are no quick fixes, no crash diets. We talk about myths and common problems, facts and practical solutions, and then specific implementation steps that you can start to do today to create your fat loss lifestyle, one that works for you because you're different from everybody else. So we are not about pitching one plan that's going to work for everybody. We have different lifestyles. We have different preferences. We have different degrees of motivation and readiness to change. So it really is about formulating the plan that works best for you. The challenge that we're going to tackle today is really related to that. It is the challenge that everybody feels like they need a plan, a plan put together for them by someone else. They're looking for a prescription. That's sort of the way our culture has evolved. People want someone to just hand them a plan with all the answers written out so that they don't have to think. And a lot of it is because we're busy, but we're really working against ourselves when we want things like meal plans or specific workouts written out for us. People tend to want this hour by hour, day by day, what they should and what they shouldn't do. They want food lists. And you know, when I talk to somebody about my perspective on something like dietary fat, inevitably their first question is, okay, so what should I eat? How much of it should I have? When should I have it? When I talk to somebody about the dangers of too much cardio, they inevitably respond with, so how much should I do? What type should I do? How often? And I completely understand that line of thinking. I really do. I lived in that mindset for a long time, seeking answers from everybody but myself. 
It was the basis for my constant diet hopping. I was always looking at this plan and I'd try it out, I'd quit. Something else would look shiny and exciting. I'd try that, I would quit. I was always diet hopping. I was looking for somebody else to have the step-by-step formula for my body, for my metabolism, for my hormones. And I understand that that's a very common way of thinking. I get emails and private Facebook messages every single day with people asking the same type of question. Is it okay to eat fruit for fat loss? How many calories should I be eating? How many times each week should I work out? Can I eat peanut butter and still lose weight? And as uncomfortable as this answer is, and we're gonna dive into why it's true because I understand that a lot of people are really hesitant to hear it, but the uncomfortable reality is that we should not be looking for someone else to give us those answers. I do not have the answers to any of those questions for you. I can answer them for me, for my body, for what works for fat loss for me, but no one can answer the questions about what works for your body except for you. And while you might initially get frustrated by that, think for just a second about how empowering that is. Any questions you have about what is going to produce the best results for you, you have the answers. Now, there are a ton of people in the diet and fitness industry who will take your money and tell you exactly what to eat, when to exercise, and how. They'll tell you what's off limits, what's fair play, and they will answer the types of questions I just went through all day long. But honestly, you know, and I'm, I'm never one to pick on people, I have an issue with that. And the best way for me to explain it, I think, is to kind of give an analogy. Have you ever used a GPS system, like your Garmin or whatever navigation you have in your car, your Magellan, to get someplace, right? You plug in the address, and then you just kind of follow the prompts, this automated voice directing every turn. If you make a wrong turn, no problem. You don't need to figure it out. You just keep going down the wrong word or down the wrong road until you're rescued by that voice that says recalculating and you obediently turn around and you do only as you're told. You arrive at your destination and you really don't know how you got there or how to get back. You didn't really notice the scenery or the road conditions. You were just too busy focused on keeping your head down and making those turn-by-turn directions only when prompted. And you definitely couldn't get back from where you came without similar assistance, without plugging in the address and following the prompts. And the truth is that following somebody else's food and nutrition rules is a lot like that. You put your head down and you follow somebody else's rules. And Unfortunately, you don't have the benefit of a voice that says recalculating to save you if you get off course. There's definitely benefit to basic guidelines, but they're only a benefit if you realize that they're just that, they're guidelines. The only hard and fast rules that you should have are ones that you create as you learn your body and learn how you can respond to different types of foods and different types of workouts. Following somebody else's prescription can really backfire. It can prevent you from developing the awareness of your body, your hormones, and your needs that you're really going to need if you want long-term success. Our bodies are different. 
yeah, I can tell you all day long what worked for me, but how I came upon that was trial and error, was trying different things and seeing how my body responded. And that was different for me than it might be for you because of my age, because of my gender, because of my hormonal conditions. Uh, You might be able to tolerate certain foods that I can't. Foods that keep me from burning fat might be totally okay. You might be able to enjoy you know, an apple and peanut butter every single day and lose fat while I can't. And maybe I can't physiologically because there's just a greater impact on my blood sugar response to something like an apple than there is to yours. But maybe it's a psychological difference too. You know, for me, when I introduce some sugars, it sends my cravings out of control. And it's not a physiological issue, right? It's not that it stops fat loss, but mentally it makes me more likely to overeat, and that might not be the case for you. So there's physical conditions that are different, but there's also mental and emotional conditions that are different. So if you have these types of questions, like, can I eat this and still lose fat? Or how often should I work out? Or, you know, should I go paleo? Should I do whatever? Let me answer you this way. I can act as your compass, but not as your map, not as your GPS. And that is true for any health or fitness professional. You should look to them as definitely no more than a compass. They can point you in a general direction, but they should not be providing your turn-by-turn directions. And I understand that the initial impulse there is to feel frustrated, like, but I don't know if it's left or right, up or down. I get that. But to flip it, how empowering that you get to figure it out for yourself, not based on trial and error of somebody else's plan, but the best possible trial and error based on what works for you. Because once you identify what works for you, you have that forever. That is an arrow in your quiver forever, okay? So I, or any health and fitness professional, can point you in the right direction based on, say, my personal experience, my education, my research, but I cannot draw you a turn-by-turn map for your fat loss journey. That is your job. There is an amount of work and investigative discovery that you have to do if you want long-term success. When you understand the general direction that you need to go in for health and fat loss, you are the one who has to see how the smaller details work or don't work for you. You are the one that has to pay attention to how foods and lifestyle factors and workouts impact your results, your hormone balance, your energy, your mood, your hunger, your cravings. That's your job. And it's not about wanting to shirk responsibility or anything or not write you a plan, but really, One plan, like if I wrote down the prescription for my fat loss, emotionally, it's going to affect one person differently from another. Physically, it's going to affect one person differently from another. Hormonally, it's going to have a different impact from person to person. So the general direction, the overarching principles can be applied, but the turn by turn, that's your job. So you might be wondering how you do that. How do you figure out what works and where do you even know what to start? Like once you have the general direction, how do you know what, how to put together a fat loss meal or a fat loss workout or anything like that? To be successful in achieving fat loss that you effortlessly maintain for your life, you have to pay attention. 
You need to chart the course. As you get further and further into your journey, it needs to become increasingly customized to what works for you. You want to follow the course by compass, kind of paying attention to the direction and the response, not by map. So there are some basic questions that you want to start to figure out the answers to. And in my opinion, one of the best and most effective ways to do this is to keep a food journal. And you can do this on an actual paper journal. You can do it with a app on your phone. I love to use the notes app on my phone. I keep a note of what I eat and how it makes me feel. And some of the basic questions that you want to find answers to are going to be things like, and, and these will be in the show notes too, so you don't need to struggle to write them down right now. I'll make sure to put them in there for you at primalpotential.com. What foods satisfy my cravings? What foods send me into a downward binging spiral? What foods keep me fullest for the longest? What foods give me the most energy? What foods do I most look forward to eating? Which foods are the most manageable to prepare? What are the most convenient and satisfying snacks for me? Where's my point of balance between eating healthy, being satisfied, getting the results I want, but also being happy with the plan that I'm on? And here's the thing. If we polled 100 people who have all lost 50 pounds or more, I bet you anything that they would all have different answers to those questions. And guess what? None of them are wrong. Absolutely none of them are wrong. That's what we have to figure out for, the, for ourselves. And here's the thing to remember too. These answers might change for you as you go along. So, I mean, I can tell you right now for myself, my answers have absolutely changed as I've gone along. So how do I keep track of this? Well, there's, there's a company that I've referenced before uh, called Metabolic Effect. They have a wonderful website at metaboliceffect.com and they've written a couple of books um, and I am going to be interviewing uh, one of the founders, Jade Tita, Dr. Jade Tita, in a few weeks. But he has this really powerful way of monitoring our, our uh, body's response to food and exercise with the question that he says, is your heck in check? Is your heck in check? And heck, H-E-C, stands for hunger, energy, and cravings. So ever since I heard that, I have been very carefully monitoring throughout the day my hunger, energy, and cravings. I also monitor my mood because I think this is a real powerful indicator too, which is largely impacted by what we eat. And so what I do, in addition to making note of what I eat throughout the day, is I will make note of any obvious changes in my heck, in my hunger, energy, and cravings. So for example, you know, I wake up and I have my bulletproof coffee. If a few hours later, I notice that I'm ravenously hungry, I'm gonna make note of that. And I go about my day, you know, I have a salad for lunch with some salmon cakes and you know, I go and I get my workout in. And then I notice that a couple af hours after my workout, I'm having this crazy intense craving for chocolate. I will make a note of that. And this isn't something that takes hours. I honestly probably make all these notes in less than two minutes per day. So if you're telling me you don't have time, I think you're crazy because you absolutely do have the time. It's about how much priority you put on creating your fat loss formula and reaching your goals and maintaining them for life. So um, if I notice that I'm super tired at six o'clock in the evening, I'm gonna make note of that. And then what I do over time is I look back 
on my journal entries and I can see, huh, interesting. When I go to bed before 10 p.m., I notice that the following day I don't have cravings. But when I am getting to bed after 10 p.m., even if I'm getting the same total amount of sleep, I notice that I have a lot more cravings the next day. Interesting. So you start to see these patterns. I'll notice that if I don't have enough fat in the morning with my breakfast, that I tend to be much more hungry throughout the day. And so I'm able to tweak my my food intake and my sleep patterns and my workouts based on the feedback that my body is giving me because these sensations, hunger, energy, craving, mood, they are largely impacted by our hormones and our hormones are impacted by what we eat. And so we have to pay very close attention to this biofeedback as we create our own plan. So I'll share with you some of the things that I've learned about my own food preferences and my unique fat loss factors that I could not have learned if I was following somebody else's plan. These are things I learned by keeping this really fast and easy but detailed journal about what I eat and how I feel. So some of the things that I've learned, I am very sensitive to carbohydrates. Not only do they not give me energy the way they do for some people, but they really don't fill me up. And I'm much more sensitive to water retention or bloating than I think most people are. So I can eat carbohydrates, but my fat loss results are best when I include them only in my, the last meal of my day. Another thing that I noticed, and I mentioned this a couple minutes ago, dietary fat increases my energy like crazy and it keeps me full. So it used to be that if I had breakfast, uh, when I first started losing weight, my breakfast was primarily protein, right? I might have a protein shake on the way into work. I would be hungry a couple of hours later. Now that I'm eating a lot more fat in the morning, I am full for hours and hours and I have tons of energy. And it's almost like four or five hours go by and I've sort of forgotten about food. It's really amazing what a difference that has made for me. So starting my day with fat, usually through my bulletproof coffee or I'll have avocado, it satisfies my hunger, keeps me full for hours, gives me energy to sustain through my workout and improves my focus. Another thing that I've learned is that for me, I'm much more satisfied when I'm eating in high volume. Okay, so I would rather load up on things like um, more more water-filled fibrous veggies like cabbage or Brussels sprouts than, say, a green veggie like asparagus, right? Though I like asparagus, I would prefer to go with something where I can eat a lot more volume of it because it satisfies me more, not just physically, but mentally. If I can eat my meal in five minutes, like mentally, I feel not as satisfied. But when I have like a big salad that's four or five cups of greens, or I have two or three cups of Brussels sprouts, it takes me a long time to get that through that meal. And for me, mentally, that is far more satisfying. So I tend to opt for vegetables that I can eat in much higher volumes. What that means is I often avoid vegetables like carrots or tomatoes or asparagus, even though they're healthy and they're certainly fat loss friendly, but I opt for vegetables that I can eat in much higher quantities like cabbage and Brussels sprouts or cauliflower and things like that because it's mentally more satisfying. Another thing that I've learned is that I need to limit my protein intake. 
for months I was overeating protein. And I think a lot of us can do this. We'll kind of have these big protein shakes all the time, or we'll, we'll figure that it's better to eat two or three chicken breasts instead of going back for, I don't know, the rice, which is fine. And that's usually a good strategy, but it was easy for me to overeat protein and I wasn't really noticing it and I wasn't thinking about what might happen, but excess protein, just like excess carbohydrate, can be stored as fat. So you have to be very careful on this one. Another thing I noticed, and this is different for me, if I was following somebody else's plan, I could have really sabotaged myself. Protein bars are a major trigger for me. I, though I used to be able to, it's very hard for me to have just one because I don't have a lot of processed foods in my diet. When I have something like that, that's sweet and kind of artificial, it's a trigger. I end up being tempted to have two or three or a whole dang box. So I tend to avoid them completely and I rely on them only if I'm traveling and then I won't buy a box. I'll just buy one. Another thing, uh, kind of going back to protein, Protein shakes satisfy me physically, like I'm not hungry after having a protein shake, but they don't satisfy me mentally. I really like to chew, and so chewing is important to me, so I focus on foods that I can chew because that mental satisfaction is very individual for all of us, uh, and it's important for me. So all of these things I identified by keeping a food journal and paying attention to how I feel throughout the day. Instead of mindlessly responding to a craving by going and grabbing a piece of chocolate, make note of, hmm, I'm really craving something sweet right now. Put it in your journal and then look to find a pattern. When was the last time I felt that way? Is there a commonality here, whether it's stress or boredom or a particular food pattern or a lack of sleep? Look for those patterns. It sounds tedious, but it's not because you save so much time in the long run because you figured out your forever fat loss formula. So you want to write down everything you eat and drink and all of your physical activities. A few times a day, kind of take just literally five or 10 seconds and rank your hunger on a scale of one to 10, one being no hunger, 10 being extreme hunger, and then do things, do the same thing with other factors that you notice have a big impact on you. Energy is another great one. Cravings are another great one. Mood is certainly important to me. I also track my menstrual cycle because I'll notice um, how that impacts my hunger, my cravings, my energy levels. And then, of course, do not forget to monitor your fat loss progress. You can do this by checking your weight. You can do this by checking your measurements. You can do this with a pair of uh, jeans. Maybe they're a little bit snug and just put them on a couple of times a week and notice how it's changing. But what you want to do is identify when you're making great fat loss progress how are your other factors in balance, your hunger, your mood, your cravings, your energy level, right? If you're making fat loss progress, but you're always hungry, you're going to need to tweak and adjust because you can't sustain that progress if you're always battling hunger. So you might want to look to add more fiber or add more fat, right? If you're making fat loss progress, but your cravings are through the roof, that's probably not going to be sustainable over the long term, so you want to maybe add some specific amino acids in there, and I'll link to them in the show notes that can help you to reduce your cravings, or maybe just eat more protein from whole foods. That will help you with your cravings. Maybe it's a stress function. Maybe you're having cravings because you're stressed out, or you're not getting enough sleep, so you might want to adjust there. 
So monitor your progress. If you notice that you're not making fat loss progress, then you want to look even more closely. Is it a hunger issue, right? Do we need to change the proportion of fat and protein and fiber at your meals so that you're more satisfied and you're not overeating, you're just eating more of the right things? All of these things, it's a system of checks and balances. We have to look at, am I making fat loss progress? And how do I feel? Is my heck, my hunger, energy, and cravings in check? How is my mood, my stress, my sleep? Look back and identify these themes and start to adjust accordingly. And then as you notice, hmm, yeah, maybe I'm like Elizabeth and when I have a protein bar, it's kind of a trigger and I end up powering through a whole box of them. Make note of that. And then that you can identify that as a trigger and start to avoid it. Or one thing that I've noticed lately is I don't necessarily have a sweet tooth anymore, but I do enjoy something sweet after dinner to kind of like cap off the end of my day's eating. So something that I'll do is I'll take a half an avocado and I'll add a teaspoon of cacao powder, it's like raw chocolate, and some stevia, and I'll blend it together. And that's just enough to satisfy me. So that's something that I've noticed that I can do, and it keeps me from going into that mindless nighttime eating routine uh, that I used to go into all the time. So you can learn these things and adjust accordingly by keeping this fat loss journal. So if you... If you've uh, commented on Facebook or sent me an email and said, you know, can I have cheese and lose fat? My response will likely be, I don't know, can you? One of the things you might want to do is keep everything else the same in your weekly plan and add that cheese into one meal and monitor your hunger, your energy, your cravings, your mood, maybe your bowel have your bowel movements um, and your fat loss progress and look back after a week and see what happened. That should always be your process when you wonder, can I drink wine and still lose fat? Can I eat dairy and still lose fat? Can I stop doing cardio because I don't really like it and still lose fat? Your process should always be, hmm, let's try it. Don't change six factors at the same time because you'll never know what produced the results, but keep everything else the same and make that one change and then monitor not just your fat loss progress, but monitor your hunger, your energy, your cravings, your sleep, your stress, your mood, whatever factors are most important to you and go from there. So, you know, I want to help you be successful. If I were to map out your fat loss formula, though, I would be doing you a disservice and I would be guessing. So I can help to guide you, give you the questions to ask yourself, give you the tools to monitor yourself. But the better you know your body and the better you know your individual response to food, stress, and exercise, the more effective you will be in achieving your fat loss goals and maintaining them for the rest of your life. So it's worth it to dig in, to do the work, to pay attention to your body and to find those answers for yourself. It really doesn't take more than a couple of minutes a day. And in just a short four to six weeks, you can have created your fat loss formula and then you just have to tweak and adjust as your behaviors change, as your hormones change, and it will become second nature to tune in to those signals your body is giving you. So I hope that was really helpful. You can go over to primalpotential.com
And check out the show notes where there will be all sorts of resources as well as a summary of the show and some of the most important things that we talked about here. And as always, reach out to me, find me on Facebook, send me an email, comment on the show notes, and tell me what topics you would like me to cover next. If there are people you would like me to interview, if there are questions you would like me to answer, I want to hear from you because I want to help you create your fat loss lifestyle, reach your goals, and effortlessly maintain them for the rest of your life. So thanks so much for joining me today. And until next time, stay healthy. Have you heard about the 2018 study that showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? No? Well, now you have. I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual, the company making traceability the new standard in the supplement industry. I remember staring at my prenatal vitamins and finding all these things I was trying to avoid. High amounts of heavy metals, synthetic colorants, and unnecessary ingredients. So, at four months pregnant, I quit my job and started Ritual, because I believe that all women deserve to know what they're putting in their bodies and why. I'm so proud of our prenatal vitamins. The ingredients are 100% traceable, it's third-party tested for microbes and heavy metals, and recently received the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. You see, we trace like a mother because, let's be honest, no one cares quite like a mother. But don't just take my word for it. Trace for yourself with 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast.